This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network. All right, Sticky Note Podcast. Linktree.com forward slash Sticky Note AJ. So we're doing a one-off into a, a one-off uh, podcast today. Hurricane's not in the house tonight. Our website, linktree.com forward slash Sticky Note AJ. Facebook, the Sticky Note Podcast, and Instagram, Sticky Note Podcast. Our studio line, 727-459-3074. Once again, 727-459-3074. Please text or uh, leave a voicemail. Could use you on the air. All right. So, I... Um, Hurricane's not in the house, like I mentioned, and he uh, he's not here, but this is going to be a one-off podcast. I was uh, reached out to a uh, certain someone, which I'll introduce you to very momentarily, uh, to uh, want to come on my podcast. And I said, absolutely, let's, let's do it. So I uh, reached out to him, and we're gonna, we'll just get things started. Let's, let's do it that way. So let me uh, introduce him, and I'm sure you know the voice and the background you maybe not know the name but let's uh give him an intro here comes the most exciting podcast hour for fantastic content the fabulous 60 minute sticky note podcast rick fields come on down You're the one and only guest on the Sticky Note Podcast. And now, the host of the Sticky Note Podcast, AJ. All right. We got Rich Fields, the former announcer from The Price is Right. Am I on? Yes, you are, Rich. Am I? AJ Detroit, come on down. <laughs> I had to make it dramatic to you. I just hope the price of life, price of right police don't come after was? me. I hope you edit that before it ever goes to air and, and make that all one nice. <laughs> I know. Uh, yes, I'm just a podcaster. I'm not an editor. <laughs> Okay. So, How are you doing, brother? What's going on? Oh, man. I am so honored to have you on my podcast. I mean, I've been li- watching The Price is Right since, oh, geez, when I, when I was born in the 70s, so 80s, and 90s. Yeah, everybody, everybody. And everybody. you you were on the podcast, uh, not podcast, you were on The Price is Right from what, 2004 to 2010, right? Yep. You got that right. Yeah. Actually, uh, seasons wise, it encompassed about six plus seasons because. You know, AJ, I got there and I finished off season 32. Rod Roddy passed away in the middle of season 32. And so uh, through auditions and everything, and then finally getting the job, I finished mm-hmm. up maybe the last three months of Rod's season 32. And then, of course, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, season 38 through Drew Carey. So the only one to have worked with both Bob and Drew, the only announcer to work with both Bob and Drew. And I that, hold that in high regard. That's amazing. I mean, how did that come about? I mean, that's like a dream job. 
Well, uh, you know, I just wrote a book about all this, AJ. Uh, it's called Trust Your Inner GPS, uh, the subtitle, How Trusting My Intuition Manifested My Way to Becoming Bob Barker's Announcer on The Price is Right. And what does that mean? Well, you know, as a young man, I started to tell people, AJ, that someday I'm going to be Bob Barker's announcer on The Price is Right. I mean, grade school, high school, uh, college, college roommates, radio stations, up and down the dial. I, I, I would tell many, many people in my life, I'm going to be Bob Barker's announcer on The Price is Right. And it was all about trusting my intuition. Thank God I had two parents that taught me the value of listening to to my gut and trusting your intuition when it talks to you. And, and I did. Somehow I had this premonition of working with Bob Barker at Stage 33, CBS Television City. And, and everything I did in life, you know, the decision was, is this going to get me one step closer to Bob Barker? And mm -hmm. The Price is Right. If it was, then I then I went ahead and did it. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I mean, what did your friends say? Like, okay, sure. Okay. You could be on the prices, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember one of the nuns in grade school, St. Mary's school, Avon, Ohio saying, well, that's a lofty goal, Mr. Fields. And, uh, I was like, well, that was, I, I took that as kind of a slap. It was kind of, I thought it was kind of snide. I, You're right. I, but you know, she was, she was trying to be a realist probably, you know, like, <laughs> well, you know, they, don't be too disappointed if you don't get it, you know. Mr. Right. Field, so. so what is your background? Wait, wait. I'm a meteorologist. That's I mean, where I'm you a, started at, right? Meteorologist, is that where you went to school for, obviously, and then you got into uh, broadcasting? No, 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 no. When I went my freshman year at the University of Florida, 1979, mm. I had just got done. I talk about this in the book. I just got done lobbying with my dad and fighting with my dad uh, not to go to the Naval Academy, Annapolis, Maryland, uh, the United States Naval Academy. I had an appointment to go and I was supposed to go. My two older brothers both went to Merchant Marine and Air Force Academies. And, you know, I was supposed to follow along step two. And I didn't want to. I wanted to be a broadcaster, AJ. Oh, did okay. I wanted to be AJ behind the mic. Yo, <laughs> what up, dog? But no. <laughs> the only thing I, uh, is you got a paycheck. I'm just doing this for fun. <laughs> I, I wanted to be a broadcaster. And I thought my initial path was going to be, you know, to get into game shows. That was that was it. I wanted to work with Bob since I was little. I mean, my mom used to have uh, a videotape of me beta. I mean, this is this is before VHS beta videotape of me uh, standing with a black her black hairbrush in front of the television set in Avon, Ohio, uh, 1972. Price is Right's first year, pretending like I'm the announcer, and that black hairbrush is a microphone, and I'm saying, "Come on down, how about a new car?" So it's something I've want I wanted to do my whole life, and it was just tunnel vision to get there and trusting trusting my inner, you know, GPS, my my intuition. Yes, GPS is in the little thing in my car. You know, tell me to get uh, make a left, make a right, turn to the public. Yeah, but you know, it, it's a double <laughs> entendre for me because yes, it's the it was a my intuition was definitely a GPS, a guiding system for me and in, in making decisions to get to stage thirty three and Bob Barker. But uh, it, it's also I, I call it God's positioning system, GPS, God's positioning system for our life. Because man, AJ, if you listen to it, it's never wrong for you. It will never let you down. You know, personally. Right. In your soul, your intuition will never let you down. It's always telling you what to do all day, every day, every decision in your life. But, but do we listen to it, brother? You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Yep. Just listen to do it. We, I mean, just like how listen to it, just like I was doing this podcast. I always love radio. I love, you know, let's click on the radio and listen to Z100 in New York. And then came down here to Florida, listen to all the local stations. And you know what? I said, you know what? Podcasting is, is funded. 
So, you know, I, I talked about uh, radio being the initial path. I went all through college in radio and then started outside of Denver in radio. And I was going to try to work my way across the country, getting bigger and better radio stations to, to get my way to Los Angeles so I could be heard and recognized when, if and when I was able to go in for game show auditions and, and stuff like that. But, you know, after 10 years on the air in Los Angeles and making pretty good bread, I just wasn't getting the exposure I really wanted. I wasn't getting the auditions I wanted in game shows. And and I had heard, AJ, about Pat Sajak being plucked from KNBC out in Los Angeles as a weatherman to be the new host of Wheel of Fortune. You know, I'd heard of David Letterman making the jump from uh, television news to entertainment. I heard of a lot of people that made the jump, and I thought, you know, that's what I need. I need to I need to be out here on TV, not radio. I need to be seen, right? Not heard, not just heard. And so I retooled, man. Um, I came back to Florida. I started studying meteorology uh, online with Mississippi State University. I attended all the classes in real time with the all the kids in class and everything, and I did all my studies and. And uh, did a did an internship with Steve Jervy at WFLA News Channel Eight. I oh did yes, my, my my Mississippi State internship with Steve. Love Steve Jervy. How long have you been in town? Long time. I've been down in the Tampa Bay area since '97, so I remember Steve Jervy as uh, you know John du- Winter. John, yes, John Winter. God, yes, God bless his yes, heart. Yes, yes. God it, bless his heart. For those who don't know John Winter, John uh, Winter was on WFLA. He's an NBC affiliate down here in Tampa. And uh, yep, he, he, I liked him. I really, I never got a chance to oh, meet he him. He was great. I'm working with him. AJ was awesome. I know. Good. And then um, I just got the sad news that he, well, everybody did in Tampa Bay, that he uh, passed on. How long has it been already? At least 20 years at this point? Oh, geez. It was just as I left to go out west uh, to get my first meteoro- on-air meteorology job. I'd say 2001, maybe? Yeah, it's been a while, but I remember. Two? 2000? 2000, 2001? 2002? Right around then. And I was shocked when I heard about the, the uh, suicide. I was just, I was blown away. I couldn't oh, believe it. He was I such know. a happy guy. I mean, I just... That's the thing about it. You just don't know. You know, you're talking to you're talking to your friends, and you don't know what kind of uh, turmoil they're really in. You know, what kind of pain they're and suffering they're really in. And then, right. God forbid, something like that happens, and 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 you wish you could have done something and reached out, and wish they'd have reached out. And it's uh, it's life changing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It really is. It absolutely it is. I mean, uh, you know, look at uh, Robin Williams, you know, I mean, the funniest guy on, you know, on TVs and network, uh, not network and movies and all that. I mean, look what happened to him, unfortunately. You know, there's always, you know, always different things behind closed doors. And unfortunately, there was a... God bless John Winter. Yeah. And, you know, him and Steve Jervy, they taught me a lot. They taught me a lot about uh, forecasting uh, 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 tropical and, and severe storms, which... You know, I, I thought I was going out west to be a weatherman, which I did, but I, n- I never never dreamt I'd be coming back to Tampa, Florida. And, and that forecasting knowledge from uh, Steve and John came in handy when I uh, became a, a staff meteorologist at WTSP uh, Channel 10 here in Tampa uh, a couple of years back. Yeah, so C- CBS. Anyway, uh, I, I, I'm doing my internship. I get done with Steve and John, and, and I get a, an offer to come out and do uh, mornings, morning weather at a uh, television station, a brand-new CBS affiliate popping up in Southern California. And I had told my agent, I said, find me a station in Southern California. You know, while I'm doing weather, I still want to be auditioning and trying to get game shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I was about a year into a three-year contract. And uh, it was just before the 11 o'clock news. I'll never forget, AJ. 
Um, you know, Hurricane's missing a really good episode. He is. He is. Uh, yep. I smoked him a while ago and he was like, oh, I wish I could make it, but he can't. His fault. I know. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> just before the 11 o'clock news one night, I'm out at this uh, television station in Palm Springs, California, and I'm working in the weather center at my desk and the uh, news anchor at the time, a guy named uh, Eric Sandoval, by the way, he works uh, in Orlando. Uh, he's, a, he's a news anchor and uh, a reporter in, in Orlando right now. He walked up to my desk with a piece of rip and read copy. This is back in the day, you know, when uh, the the news used to come off of the AP wire, the Associated Press wire, and you'd rip it off and you'd take it to the appropriate department and they'd put it on the news, you right. know. Now everything's digital. But anyway, he came with this piece of rip and read copy and he put it down on my desk and I looked at it and it said uh, in dark black letters, the slug line was Hollywood dash. And, it, and then it said the announcer, the Price is Right television game show has just passed away in Los Angeles, Rod Roddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, uh, all of a sudden, I looked up, and Eric Sandoval said to me, "What are you going to do?" And AJ, he said that because again, almost everyone around me, as I went through my life, certainly my professional career, and a lot of my younger life, I told everybody I wanted to be Bob Barker's uh, announcer on The Price Is Right. So when Eric hands me this piece of news that Rod Roddy, the announcer, has died, he knew immediately. Like, he was like, "What are you going to do?" Right. Coming. And in. I looked at him and I said, "I'm calling The Price Is Right." Monday. This was on a Friday night. I'm calling the prices right Monday. Right. Which I did. Was it in the middle of their I, season when it happened? Say again? Was it in the middle of their season or did they yeah. have their break? It was uh, middle, middle uh, last third of season 32. Okay. Um, if that helps anybody out or anything. But uh, so we're talking, you know, 2000. Rod passed away October of uh, 2003. Okay. Yep, that's the so main. we're talking the last half or third of that season. Mm-hmm. Season wraps up by about June first to be okay. the show. So, so um, yeah, it was. Uh, I called the prices right. I, I get through to Roger Dobkutz, the producer of the show. I couldn't believe he answered his own telephone. <laughs> and I said, Roger, I said, you don't know me from a hole in the wall, but my name's Rich Fields. I'm uh, the uh, former announcer of a television game show, a Mark Goodson television game show, down here in the state of Florida. The Florida Lottery's Flamingo Fortune. Oh. And Roger right away caught on to my Mark Goodson name dropping, which I had hoped he would. Right. He was a he was a prodigy of Mark Goodson and the Mark Goodson game show family, so is Mr. Barker. And uh, I had done this game show down here, this lottery game show down here in Florida years ago. Mm. And I, I said, look, I know Rod Roddy has passed away, and I, I understand production probably has to continue, you know, just let me know what I can do to get my uh, uh, tape and uh, resume in front of you, Mr. Barker. And and he was like, "Oh, thank you, gosh, thank you so much." You know, we've haven't even had time to think about it, but you're right. You know, God, we got to move. We got to move on. And he was like, "Send me a send me a recording of what you do." So I did. I didn't hear from him for the longest time, and uh, finally. Uh, I call him back. He picks up the phone. I said, hi, Roger Richfield. So, hi, Rich. I was just going to call you. I said, oh, yeah, what's up? He said, uh, well, I, I listened to your tape. So did Mr. Barker. We want to take it to the next level. I said, what's that? He said, I'm going to send you a script from the show, and I want you to re-record the parts Rod Roddy does, and I want you to send it back to me so we can hear you in the context of The Price is Right and that kind of copy reading. Wow. And I said, sure, I can do that. And uh, which I did. I was out in Palm Springs at the time, and I went to a local uh, radio station, a buddy of mine, Rick Shaw, who uh, was program director of a radio station out there, KDES Radio in Palm Springs. And uh, I recorded this Price is Right copy for Roger, sent it back. Waited, I waited forever, what I thought was forever, AJ. At least a week went by, and I was hoping he'd call, hoping he'd call, hoping he'd call. And so I called him, you know, 
And uh, hi, Rich, God Almighty, it's like we have ESP. I was just going to call you. Bob and I listened to your tape. We really liked what we heard. Awesome. We want to take it to the next level. Wow. I said, what's that? He said, well, we want you to come in and do an audition with Mr. Barker. Oh, man. Oh, my head almost exploded. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, my lifelong dream is actually starting to come to fruition. I, I was like within, you know, reaching distance of your hand. I mean, it's so close. And uh, so I, I, I didn't understand what that meant. And I told Roger, I said, when do you want me to come? He said, well, Monday morning, if you can. Next Monday morning. I said, okay. Um, I said, or he said Monday. He didn't say morning. He said Monday. I said, well, what time should I be there in the day? I, I, you know, are you doing this audition after the show's over that day? And Mr. Barker's done taping. Are we doing it before the show? He goes, oh, no, no. No, no, you're going to you're going to be live on the air with Mr. Barker for the first show on Monday and the second show on Monday. Then we want you to do two shows Tuesday, two shows Wednesday and two shows Thursday with Mr. Barker all on the air. Oh, wow. How many episodes do they typically do in a week? Uh, Six usually. But on this particular week, they had done eight because they were so far behind on the taping schedule right. and uh, they were taping shows on a Monday. They were airing the next Wednesday. Oh, that That's quick. How close they were instead of being months out. Like we usually are. Yeah. When it gets close to the end of the season, the taping days get really close. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought I, I heard that the taping is like the day they tape. It won't be for months and months. Like, you know, the Christmas episodes are like recorded, like over the summer. Is that true? Uh, no, but we will have already shot all of the episodes leading up to that. Okay. They do, they do try to wait Christmas and stuff like that. Specialty shows. They do try to wait till the week of the holiday or maybe the week before. So everybody kind of feels in the spirit. Gotcha. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. And the audience too, because they tell the audience, okay, this is the Christmas episode. It's going to air next, next Friday, you know, and you're taping on a Monday of the week before or something. They're, they're all excited, you know? So, uh, no, they usually tape those those kind of holiday uh, regular shows a little closer to the holiday. Okay. But everything else, yeah, months months out, yes. Any particular reason why they do that? I mean, if they if it's on every oh, single... Go ahead. Hey, you never know what's going to happen, man. There, you know, there could be a fire in the building. The studio could be put out of order. Gotcha. Um, there could be a strike. <laughs> yeah, strike or COVID, Everybody I'm sure. could walk out and nobody, there could oh, be God. no production. Yes. Uh, just so many reasons why you want to be ahead of schedule. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I know when COVID everything, you know, I saw the studio currently. Actually, the studio just reverted back to the full audience. Is that uh, accurate? It is correct. They got yeah. a brand new studio over there uh, near Glendale, and um, it's very similar mm-hmm. to Stage 33, the way Stage 33 was dressed out. Not quite as big. We had 300 plus, I think, 330 or something like that, audience members, and I think they they just don't they don't quite get to 300 in this new space. But uh, still, they've tried to make it look a lot like the old show again. Right. I think they learned a lot from uh, that drastic change that happened during COVID. Wow. Yeah. I know about the COVID had had like no more than like 20 people in the entire studio. And yeah, I'm I'm glad they, I'm glad they probably went back now with the folks that that come onto the show. I I heard they're there camping there for hours. I mean, early in the morning and then the producers come, come out and you have to have some sort of energy and they select you. How long does that whole process take before they actually let people in the actual studio for the actual recording? Well, when you talk about people uh, being there for hours or camping out, that was during the Bob Barker days. Okay. Uh, Everything changed drastically during the Drew Carey days, and we were actually paying audiences to come to the show. 
Oh. Uh, 300 people, yeah. So, um, and um, now I don't even know, I, I don't even know if it's uh, the studio audiences that come on their own or not. I don't know if they're paid audiences or not, but uh, people just, they just didn't, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same electricity, you know, they didn't have the same fervor, let's put it that way. Right. Uh, to come to the show. But yeah, Bob's Day, uh, they would camp out overnight, definitely. Yeah. Um, certainly Bob's last season, once it was announced Bob was going to retire, uh, people would camp out for a couple of days, AJ. Oh, a couple of days. Wow. And may still get turned away. Oh, man. Yeah. Like Best yeah. Buy on Chris, on uh, th- on Thanksgiving night, <laughs> the week before Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Yeah. And so, you know, and so, yeah, they all get in a big cattle call line and, you know, with the first 330 get into the studio. And of those 330, the, there's an associate producer there who's who's kind of uh, interviewing, you know, talking real quick with people, you know, just like me and you. Hi, hi what's your name? AJ. AJ, where are you from? I'm from Florida. Uh, what brings you to Price is Right? Today? Oh, my God, I freaking love Bob Barker. I'm going to win something today. Right, <laughs> right, okay, right. Well, that's the guy. Guess what? Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a secret word. There's two, there's two, uh, uh, stage, uh, I almost said stage hands, but they're really, uh, APs, you know what I mean? Like these production assistants, PAs, I right. should say, uh, next to the associate producer and this associate producer has uh, secret keywords. And when he says these keywords, these APs write down AJ Detroit, you know, after, uh, interviewing. So the, the, the keyword might be, um, you made my day. Today. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's like something very day today. Very common that words. Be, that okay. might be today's keywords. And so the two PAs next to him, okay, he he wants AJ Detroit. Write that name down. Gotcha. AJ Detroit, Florida. Okay. So and as people move through the line, he's just looking for people with a lot of natural excitement. Right. Have you uh, what is the most interesting person that you've seen? that is worth talking about that happened on the show. I'm sure you've seen all types of characters coming onto the show. Uh, you know, I mean, God, you've seen the old YouTube videos back in the day, people, you know, fainting and passing out and anything, uh, you know, I mean, everybody's happy. You haven't you ever seen anybody get up there like, Oh God, I'm not, I don't want to be here. I mean, do you ever get that across? Um, there have been people where as staff members, we've all been very disappointed in their, um, personas on stage, whether they might've just been frightened inside or just really didn't have a personality right? <laughs> in the end. But yes, there had been people where we're like, Oh my God, you know, get excited. You <laughs> twad, you know what I mean? It's like, gee whiz. Right. But I guess the, I guess the best story I like is one that Mr. Barker, uh, talks about and, um, it was back during the Johnny Olson days, some of the earliest days of The Price is Right. And uh, the video's online. You can look for it. It's it's pretty good. And uh, Bob Bob tells it in his, in his perception of everything. He's backstage waiting for the doors to open, and Johnny Olson's calling people to come on down. And he calls this one lady's name and, you know, come on down. And she jumps up. She pops up, and she comes running down the aisle. And this was the early 70s, and she was wearing a tight tube top. Yes, that's the one I'm and, talking about. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, her her breasts came popping out of this tube top, and she didn't even know it. And they, I mean, you oh, know, wow. people come running on down hard. Yeah. They come running on down, and so anyway, the crowd is roaring. They're going. Bob says they're going berserk. I couldn't believe it. And, you know, Johnny's like, "Here's the host, Bob Parker." He comes through the door, and Bob said, "This was the most excited crowd I've ever seen for me. I couldn't believe it. These folks were just absolutely rabid." I took my bow. I said, "Well." Welcome to the Price is Right. And they were still screaming. And Johnny was laughing. Bob says, I looked over at Johnny. I said, Johnny, what's going on here? And he's and Johnny said, well, Bob, let me just say our last contestant, when I called her on down, well, they came on out. And, and <laughs> so it's kind of, you go look at the video now and and then imagine Bob Barker backstage to that rousing applause he thought was for him. But <laughs> I thought it was for him. <laughs> it was really for well, that's, that this is, lady's tube top. Come oh, on. absolutely. So what is your favorite game on The Price is Right? If you were a contestant, what game would you like to play? Um, I like Lucky 7. I like Three Strikes. Oh, I don't like that one. I know one. everybody likes Plinko. Yes. But, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I like games where you can actually win. I like games where if you know, mm -hmm. you know, the vernacular of the price is right, you can win the game. Right. And uh, Plinko, you can't win. No. It's you can get lucky. Chance. It's chance. You can get lucky. Right. But, but you can't play it to win. You know what I mean? Right. Like three strikes, lucky seven, where you fill in the numbers, higher or lower than the number that's there, so right. on and so forth. I mean, you can win those games. Yeah. The one... You know, the one Plinko I'm, might be fun, but you, you rarely win. Yeah, there's some that like the check writing game. They don't do that anymore, but uh, I'm not wasn't a fan of that. And there was one with no, like I the, never liked it. Never liked the check game. You no, know, and then then you got the one with the um, oh geez, it, it, you you write you write down the uh, the price of this you know VCR you know for three hundred and fifty dollars, but you have to there's four numbers and you, you can do it like combinations. Oh my god, it's just yeah 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 yeah, yeah not yeah. my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good games. I, I, I enjoyed them all. I really did. I, I liked them all. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, okay, and we'll uh, play our, uh, our word from our sponsors, and then we'll, on the other side of the commercial, we'll uh, continue on our interview. Partners in Painting, for white glove service in residential, commercial, interior, exterior. Your friends at Partners in Painting can handle it all in the Tampa Bay area. Partners in Painting is licensed, bonded, and insured. For your free estimate and color consultation, call 813-928-8131. That's 813-928-8131. Give them a like on Facebook at Partners in Painting, LLC. That's Partners in Painting, LLC. Follow them today and tell them AJ sent you. A-plus mega overhead doors, Broward County's leading family-owned and operated garage door company. No job is too small from small repairs to new installs. Are you looking to upgrade your garage door to a new Wi-Fi connector opener? Or has your garage door come crashing down because of a broken spring? Are you interested in installing a new hurricane-rated door to protect your biggest investment? Did you know your garage door is the biggest opening of your home? A-plus mega overhead doors can handle it all. Give them a call today. Commercial, residential, 954-965-9988. That's 954 Four nine six five nine nine eight eight. Florida Contracts License Number One Five GT One Nine Five Eight Nine and Zero Seven Eighty One Three Seven Four Seven X.
the Sticky Note Podcast. All right, we're back. All right, so we have uh, Rich Fields on. He was the uh, former announcer on The Price is Right. I and, still uh, am the former announcer of The Price is Right. Say again, my volume was too up. Say that again. <laughs> you, you said he was the former announcer of The Price is Right. I still am the former announcer. Yes, you are. Right. You are. <laughs> AJ, come on down. Okay. Get Top with the program, the AJ. Power, everybody. Yes. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Good morning. It's 618. What's the weather like, AJ? How's it look out there? Or actually, you're not too far away from me. You're in the same town as I am. <laughs> I, I know. It's chilly I mean, out. It's like my old days of radio, you know? <laughs> yeah. Stick your head out the window and feel it yourself. That's how I look at it. You know, with the meeting. Next news time, 618. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny how people, the, the weather folks, and since you're in meteorology, I love how they said, I had a discussion with a friend of mine talking about the feels like temperature. Oh, man, yeah. it's freezing out there. It feels like it's 30 below. Well, if it's really 30 degrees outside, how does the air feel like it's 30 below it? Then it should be 30 below. I don't know. But I had this whole long, long, long conversation. But that's another episode. <laughs> uh, with the uh, book here, uh, you know, what made you like write this book? Like, you know, just woke up one day and said, you know what? I'm going to write a book. You know, t- tell us about the book. No, no, no. It was something, you know, once I got the prices right, I knew I was going to write a book about it all. I mean, that's why I took so many pictures. And, and this this book AJ is referring to trust your inner GPS mm-hmm. by me yours truly Richfields. Uh, it's um, it's about my journey. It's about, like I mentioned earlier, it's about how I trusted my intuition to pull, to do the right things, to pull the right strings and, and, and make the right moves to get to stage 33 and get to work with Bob Barker. The price is right. So that's what the book's about. It's about getting there. AJ it's about, it's about being there with Bob during all those years, those last three plus years with Bob Barker that we had with them. Um, you know, a lot of backstage stories, a lot of backstage photos. Like I mentioned, it's dedicated to Bob Barker on the back of the book. It's dedicated to Bob and anybody that ever worked with Bob Barker. Right. I, God bless them all. Yes. I mean, God bless them. I mean, it's a, it was a small fraternity. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we were all blessed to have been able to work there during that time. It was, it was magical, man. Mm-hmm. I only wished I could have gotten there earlier. I know. It's, it's, it, I always liked Barb Barker as, as just a person. I never met him. I never had the opportunity to meet him, but you know what? It just seems like such a down to earth guy and you see what you see is what you got. And that's what I like, you know, something like that, you know? Um, yeah. uh, you know, and also, one of the games he likes to play is that golf game. Was he a golfer? Because he always uh, got... He was not. Oh, man. He, he was always getting the hole-in-one from the other side of the course, you know, on that golf game. That He uh, was not. He and wasn't. I had always wished that he would ask me to go ahead and take that inspirational putt. You know, sometimes he'd have the models do it. Yes. As a matter of fact, all, all the time he'd have the models make an inspirational putt. But he never did, and he probably just never thought of it. Yeah. But um, Drew, Drew Carey and I, once Drew got the job, you know, Drew and I became thick as thieves. I think we were driving back from Vegas one night at 3 a.m. And and we were talking about the, the golf game. And, and he was like, did Barker ever let you make the inspirational putt? And I said, no. He said, never? I said, no. <laughs> and I didn't know it, but Drew logged that in the back of his head. The first time the golf game came up, Drew Carey called me out on stage in the middle of the show. And he said, oh, let's bring Rich Fields out here to make the inspirational putt. And A.J., I was so P.O.'d, man, that I missed. I, I, I golf a little bit. I was so PO'd I missed that putt, man. Oh. <laughs> you know, I thought he was a golfer. He was on the Adam's, Adam Sandler's movie. What was it, The Happy Gilmore? I thought, you know, the, the price is wrong, bitch. You're so funny, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I literally you, thought he was. You, but kill, you kill me. 
<laughs> you made me laugh. You made me laugh out loud. That's funny. Well, that's good. That's the whole oh. idea. <laughs> he don't. He no. He never got to there. Wow. No. He had a bad back. He had a very bad back and bad knees. Uh, the two things that uh, made him hang it up in the very end. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget it. It was. Uh, it was uh, the day before Halloween, two thousand seven. And I was in my dressing room. It was just after the morning meeting. We had done a whole table read of both shows with the director and the models and all the uh, stage captains and everything. And I was in my dressing room relaxing, looking over the scripts and making my notes. And there was a knock on my dressing room door. And, and Bob and I had dressing rooms right across from each other there at CBS Television City. And uh, this knock, I said, he, he, come in. And, and it was Bob. And he poked his head and he said, Rich, do you? do you have a moment? And I said, sure, Bob, come on in. And he came in and he had his two suits, you know, and his slung over his shoulder and his, uh, St. Louis, uh, Cardinals bag. He always had a gym bag from St. Louis Cardinals gym bag. And he, uh, he came in and he dropped his bag on the floor and he hung his suits up behind the door and, and he sat down on the edge of my sofa. And he said, uh, I wanted you to hear this before you heard it from anyone else today. And I was like, Oh no, you know, what could this be? Right. And he said, but I've made the decision this morning to retire and I'll be leaving the prices right at the end of this season. Wow. And I was sick inside. I mean, I just got there. I only had three and a half years with Bob. In, in my opinion, that wasn't enough. You know, right. I wanted, I wanted to learn more. There was so much to, to learn from this guy that I, I just technique and everything that I thought I could learn from this guy just as, just as a showman and, and, you know, to possibly host my own show one day. And, but I tried to buoy up and I, I tried to be happy for him. You know what I mean? He's made, he made the decision. He's probably happy about it. So I said, wow, congratulations, Bob. I said, I said, geez, you know what, may I ask? I said, what, what, why this morning? Cause he specifically said, I decided this morning. I said, why this morning? He said, you know what, Rich? And he was sitting there on the arm of my, sofa and he started rubbing his knees like acting out what he was saying he says you know what rich i i got out of bed this morning i slung my legs over the side and i was rubbing my knees and they ache oh my god they ache so bad and my back is killing me and i thought to myself what the hell am i doing this for why am i killing myself right and i thought wow holy mackerel you know he he went as long as he could he did he 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 went as long as he could he probably he probably went three years longer than he should have Mm -hmm. and uh there's a story in my book about why he went three extra years and uh, i won't give it up or tell the story it's a it's pretty cool story and i couldn't believe mr barker he said came out of his mouth that uh at a party at the season 35 rap party, his last season on the price is right. Not the, not the farewell to Bob Barker retirement party, but the, the very last show that he taped for the regular season, we had a rap party for him. Uh, he was so generous to me and I, I couldn't believe it, but <clears throat> we loved him. He changed our lives. He changed my life. He changed my wife's life. Everything we have here on Clearwater beach, Florida, we own and have because of Bob Barker giving me that job back in 2004. Absolutely. I mean, uh, he, he, we love him dearly. And then this is also in the book, AJ, when he leaves the price is right. And we get drew Carey during that hiatus time before drew starts. I didn't know this, but Bob saved my job for me. Oh, really? Yes. And it, it just, it's just another reason why I love him so much. You know, I didn't even know he did it until sometime later much later 
couple of years later. I didn't know Bob saved me my job until a couple of years later, until I had Roger Dabkowitz on my podcast. Oh, wow. Come on down. But I, I don't do it anymore. I don't want people to go look for it. But okay. <laughs> uh, actually, it's still out there, I believe. It's still, it's still, it's still in the interverse okay. someplace. Now, uh, come on down with Rich Fields. Anyway, I had Roger on, the, the producer of The Price is Right, and he told me the story. He told me that um, when he got word from Fremantle Media, the executive in charge of the show, that they had picked Drew Carey as the new host, he also got word that they were going to summarily dismiss me and change me out just so Drew could have a new new blood, new face, new name. Mm. And Roger was like, that's a big mistake. Yeah. You don't don't change the host and the voice, the whole cadence, rhythm, timber of the show. Don't, don't do that. That's suicide. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we're going to do it anyway. Mm. Well, Roger told everybody on this podcast that a day or two later, Bob happened to call Roger just checking on the show. How, how are things going? You know, new host been named, blah, blah, blah. And Roger said, yes, it's going to be Drew Carrion. And by the way, Bob, they're going to they're going to let Rich Fields go. And Bob was like, what? And he was like, yeah, they're going to let. Why? No good reason. Just just because. And Bob was like, they can't do that's too much change. The ratings will never take it. The people will never stick with it. They're going to change everything. No, keep they need. So Bob calls CBS and Fremantle executives and, and puts in his two cents and makes them promise not to fire me. That's, so Bob Barker saved me my job. Saved your job. Uh, between him leaving and Drew Carey coming out, and I didn't even know it. I just thought I was, you know. I think it was a smart move, to be totally honest with you, because I remember when he, when Rod Roddy, I mean, I'm sorry, when, when Bob Barker was retiring, and I still heard the same voice, it just made me feel comfortable, meaning that I was, this is something what I was used to hearing. Yes, it was a little bit hard to, for me to get used to Drew Carey, but I understand, you know, uh, people do need to retire, but I, I knew Drew Carey. I used to watch his TV show that he used to have. And, you know, I knew yeah, of him, but it was something for me to get used to. Now I'm very used to it. You know, I work from home. I have the prices right on and mute when I'm working. So, you know, it, it, now I'm used to it. But now if if he retires, I'm going to try to audition for the spot. But, you know. <laughs> Good. Good. Do it. My inner GPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust your inner GPS, AJ. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But, it's, it talks to you all day, every day, people. Let me yes. let me just give you one thing. I go through this, AJ. I do these motivational uh, virtual talks online. I'll do them with single people. I'll do them with 50 people. I just did the United Auto Workers, 51 people the other day online here. And um, I, I try to tell them, you know, if you have a dream in life, my God, it's not too late to pick up that dream and start walking with it through your timeline of life. And I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you're 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 being sunk down with bills to pay the rent. You might have kids. You're not in a city that you need to be in. It's still possible to make your dream come true. And all of that, the 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 apartment, the bills, the wife, the kids, they will all morph into your right. ultimate dream in life. You just have to do something. One thing, start with one thing every day that's going to get you one step closer to your ultimate dream in life. Do one thing every day that's going to get you just one step closer, and you'll be shocked how quickly your dream starts coming to fruition. Send out one resume. Send out one demo. Do something. I don't care what it is. Maybe, AJ, maybe you want to be on American Idol. Maybe you want to be a singer on the radio. Right. 
absolutely. I, I know Hurricane wanted to at one time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, between him and Froggy, that demo went down the tubes. <laughs> Probably did, because Fester but was anyway, supposed to send I mean, it in. You, you, that may be your goal. So I would say to you, well, okay, you want to be a singer, sorry. What did you do today to get yourself one step closer to that goal? Did you write any lyrics today? Did you send out any demos today? Any right. MP3s? Did you record anything today? Did you call and try to get a hold of an agent to represent you today? Did you call any record companies to, to today? Did, what did you do today to get you one step closer to your ultimate dream? If you do one thing every day, it'll happen. I mm -hmm. swear to God, it'll happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with the uh, book, uh, where where can people uh, purchase your book or look it up? Or is it downloadable or is it... It's, it's it's uh it's on Amazon right now. It's on Kindle. It's uh actually if you go to my website richfields.tv www.richfields.tv it's got links to the paperback, the hardcover on Amazon. If you like your stuff digital and like to do e-reader off your cell phone or something or your tablet, uh, the Kindle version is there. And the audio version just uh, broke the other day, AJ. Uh, I voiced the entire Three hours and 44 minutes and 33 seconds of the book. Wow. Woo. That's but, uh, People are loving it. AJ, they love it. They, that's awesome. It's like having Richfields in my freaking yes. you know, uh, living room. So they're really eating it up. It's all at richfields.tv. And uh, the audio version is uh, having a flash sale right now. It's like 20% cheaper than normal. So Okay. Absolutely. That's that's good. I like audio books. Check it out. Absolutely. So you're you've been you you love your game shows here, and uh, I, I want to test your knowledge. Okay, let's just uh, okay. turn things up a little bit. So I have a bunch of theme songs of game shows over the years, oh okay. all different variations. You know, it could be you know one particular game show, but they could have fifty different versions. So it's just whatever <laughs> I was able to find. And let's see, let's see if let's let's test your knowledge. I mean, some of these things I don't even know about. All right, so here is the first one, okay? I'm sure you'll you heard of this one. Here it goes. All right, want to take any guesses? I didn't hear anything. Oh, you don't hear it? No. Oh. Okay, well, that just blew that out of the proportion there. I thought the audio was going to come through. Come through. Yeah, because I could play it on. Okay. Oh, you know what? Because what? We're, I have you on Zoom, and you have to turn on the audio. Okay, well, that's just. Okay. <laughs> well, that just threw that out there. Okay, never mind. Let's not do that. <laughs> Basically, I had all these audio uh, clips that uh, I could start playing. This one was the. Oh, I feel bad. $10,000 pyramid. Remember Dick Clark back in the day? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. One of my favorites. I used to love to watch Dick. He was so smooth. Yes. And debonair. Absolutely. I liked Dick Clark. I liked uh, Peter Tamarkin. Brush your luck. I liked Peter a lot. I thought Peter was young, handsome. I thought, you know, there were all these old guys as hosts on, and I was, you know, I was 20-ish, you know, and I thought, oh, you know, I want to be a game show host someday. And finally, this younger guy, this Peter Tamarkin, came along on Brush Your Luck. And I thought, wow, this this is I love the game, number one, but Peter was great. And Rod, I you know, I didn't even realize it at the time. It was Rod Roddy doing the announcing. I, the guy from Soap, that's how I knew him from. Okay. Remember the TV show show Soap? Yes. So, you know, he narrated that. So um 
I, oh, I see you got something queued up. Okay, now. yep. But hold on. I think I fixed it while you're talking. Hold on. Did you hear that? Yep, that's okay. $100,000 pyramid. There you go. <laughs> Here we go. Here it goes. Yeah. Let me lower the volume. Nick Clark. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's good stuff right there, man. All right. That was number one. Hold on. Stop. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I should have downloaded all the clips. So I thought maybe I just run it through the computer. Okay. All right, let's do this one here. <clears throat> Get ready to match the stars. <laughs> match game, love it. Oh, love it. another classic. I did match game. You did that game. I did match game uh, during um, game show marathon. Oh, nice, nice. I did. Uh, that's where I got my. That's where I got my my record. I I I, oh, I have the record for announcing the most uh, the different most differently titled game shows uh-huh. in a single season at right. seven different game shows. Okay. And um, that was the year. That was the year that I did it. Nice. Nice. All right. How about this one here? You're probably looking at my screen too. <laughs> Love it. Family feud, of hey. course. I miss the old days when they used to dress everybody up like a bunch of hillbillies. Yes. <laughs> there we go. You Just- know? Drop the volume. The Jackson family. Dr. Jackson, yep. <laughs> I did Family Feud as well. That's another classic. Real good friend of mine, Burton Richardson, did Family Feud. Still does the Celebrity Family Feud to this day. Love Burton. Burton's the only other announcer to ever fill in for me at The Price is Right. I got laryngitis uh, Christmas show of 2007, Bob's last Christmas show. Oh, so dear. sad. So sad. And they just, yeah, I was wondering like, yeah, what happens if you have to call out sick? You know, like if when I go to work, if I call out sick, okay, fine. I call out sick, but now the show must go on. What happens? You don't, you don't call out sick, man. God. Okay. And you're, you're looking at my screen, but just for the listeners, just for the enjoyment. I've got my eyes closed. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Oh, waiting to be won. Um, that's the old version. Yes. Uh, you know, I did. I, I announced Wheel of Fortune after Charlie O'Donnell died. Oh, did you? They called me in. Uh, they called me the night Charlie passed away and said, uh, "You know, God Almighty, Charlie, Charlie passed. Can you can you come in tomorrow? Because they were still in the middle of production at Sony, and I wow. mean, you just don't you just don't shut down shows, man. It's no. millions and millions of dollars. So, wow, that's. Yeah, that I, you know exactly. You know that's what they all say, and the show must go on, right? Exactly. Wow. All right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, they they would have wanted to take a hiatus because the man passed away, but they couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, how about this? I liked one? I liked announcing Wheel of Fortune. Pat and Vanna were awesome to me. Were they? Yeah. Dave Ruprecht. Uh, I had Dave Ruprecht. By the way, great guy to have on your podcast. Uh, he, he's really fun. Is he? Really sweet guy. Supermarket sweet. There you go. <laughs> you're good. You're good. I mean, you've been in the business. It's like, all right, how about, how about uh, let's do one more. Let's, how about this one? Uh, let me crank up the volume a little bit. Wasn't good. Oh, uh, this is old school. Let's make a deal. Yeah, there you go. Another classic one. <laughs> Well, I shouldn't say old. Well, yeah, I'd say 
early mid 80s, ain't it? Yeah, this one was from 1984, according to the description. I used to golf with Monty Hall. I met Monty Hall when I was a weatherman out in Palm Springs, uh, and I golfed with him. Um, and I can remember him. You remember the Billy Bush version of Let's Make a Deal? Yes. Mm-hmm. When Billy was the host? Uh, Monty wasn't happy with Billy's performance, and, and he was telling me that the network was getting ready to cut the show all together and, and – uh, you know, here Monty only knew me as the lovable weatherman in his in his little town of Palm Springs. He mm-hmm. had no idea really what my aspirations were with getting a Bob Barker or anything like that. And I remember Monty turning to me one day and saying, "You know, where were you when I was casting?" Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Oh my God, Monty Hall sees nice. something in me." Nice, nice. You know, is it just personality? Because that's all he knew really was my personality on right. TV. Is this? you know, happy-go-lucky weather guy out there in, in, in Southern California. And apparently it was, you know, a, a personality will carry the day, AJ. Mm-hmm. It sure will. I mean, it's it's not what you know, it's who you know. That's that my philosophy in life. I mean, obviously you need to know, you know, the background and how to do everything, but you know, it's it's your connections, the networking and, you know, getting to know people, talking to people and, you know, and, I mean, we already have a common friend that we know, you know, it, it's like, it's a small world, you know? So I, I think it's, Definitely, I live by, you know, what you know. I mean, just what you know is who you know, or that type deal. So, but I know we're uh, running short on time. You want to go watch a football game tonight on? Today's uh, Thursday, so we got Thursday. I'm going to watch the football game, but yes. (laughs) Oh. Yep, so basketball game. I might have to go picture in picture. I didn't realize what night it was. You're right. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday night football. uh, Well, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks for letting me uh, pimp my book. Absolutely. Uh, Again, just send them to my website, please. Richfields.tv. Absolutely. Trust your inner GPS, man. Trust that intuition, folks. It will not steer you wrong, ever. Thank you. Thank you again. And uh, I'll close out the show momentarily. And uh, Rich, thank you for coming on. appreciate it. My pleasure, brother. Thanks for having me. All right. Amazing podcast. Thank you to the Rich Fields for coming on to the podcast. You know, he actually reached out to me. Um, I was pretty honored that he reached out to me. Uh, as most of you folks know, we talked about it on the podcast. I am one of the admins for the uh, a large Facebook group. We got like almost almost 40,000 people in it. It's called Podcast Nation. And where all, all the podcasters can post their uh, shows and, uh, you know, share some ideas and meet find guests and all that stuff and uh he actually messaged me and that's how uh, him and i connected and uh it was mentioned in early in the uh podcast that we did have a mutual friend through facebook uh a friend of mine that uh my uh, he actually lived down the street from me he actually his girls played with my uh daughter uh, they went to the same school together and uh and i was like hey do you know this uh, person and, and it's a little small world so but uh it turns out he lives in not too far away from here so he's in the tampa bay area which is pretty cool so uh next time we'll uh, have hurricane with us hopefully he didn't win the lottery and take off somewhere and and leave me but either case linktree.com forward slash the sticky note aj Studio line 727-459-3074. Again, 727-459-3074. You can leave a voicemail message or a text message. Uh, if you leave a voicemail message, you'll possibly uh, be put onto the air. All right, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the evening and whatever time of day it is for you. And take care.
This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network.